0: Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order.
1: Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.
2: And she sits at the bar by herself. She ordered a big burger and she got a ginger ale. And she sat there and didn't look at anything else but this burger. She's been thinking about the burger night. for hours. Oh, yeah. And you she can was tell. was like,
1: this is, I'm getting this. This her thing. moment. And it
2: was like her eighth or ninth month. You could tell she was, it was definitely at the end of the pregnancy. Yeah. Like she's about yeah. to give birth anytime. And she probably told her husband, fiance, partner, whatever, like, look, I just need this time by myself. <laughs> I need you
1: to, don't even text me. Don't talk I'm to getting, me. Yeah.
2: And she was there by herself. And she had the pregnant glow And you know She's about to give birth And she's like Murdering this burger <laughs> But holding this tiny life And I've never been more Aroused in my life
0: I'm dyking out You're out Let's dike out together See what it's all about Hi,
3: and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast where uh, I didn't write an intro for this one. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to freestyle Just do it. it. Okay. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast where a couple of dykes get dykey. <laughs> and more you dykey. You nailed it. <laughs> How's that for an intro? <laughs> yeah.
0: uh,
3: it's pretty much what it sounds like. I'm Carolyn Berchier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be dyking out about the WMBA with yeah. New York City stand-up comedian Veronica Garza. What's up? Hey, Veronica. Veronica is also the host of the Stick to What You Know podcast on SoundCloud, which I was on uh, this, this past, past week's week. episode. Yeah about Zoe Deschanel, and then she's also the co-host of the Escuela, Escuela Sangre. Escuela uh, Sangre. There we mm-hmm. go. Okay.
2: But Sangre is fun, too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, don't, I was asking my wife, I'm like, uh, how do
2: I pronounce this? And You got yeah. you, ba- you basically got Spanish it. Spanish <laughs> podcast on the last podcast
3: network. Yeah. I didn't know that you did that second one.
2: Uh, it's just recent. I mean, we probably only, no, we have a couple of episodes. We probably have six episodes, I think, out. Um, it's taken a while to get together just because it's Carolina Hidalgo. I don't know if you know her. She's also a comet. No. I don't So it's her and um, a friend of ours, like one. Okay. And, yeah, we basically take, like, Spanish um, occult stories. Uh, we've done an episode on Selena. Um, some about uh, – there's this one Latin pop star in Mexico, Gloria Trevi, who was, like, basically her manager made them – like, they were a cult. Oh. And she was kind of, like, the ringleader to this, like – sex slave thing Whoa. that was going it's very deep yeah. um, and you discuss this all in Spanish? yes well I would say 92% Spanish because okay. every now and okay. then there's a word that you yeah. don't know because I, I wasn't brought up speaking Spanish I learned it later in life so it's really interesting and it's also very user friendly so like listener friendly should I say because mm-hmm. if you don't know Spanish you definitely will be able to follow it and oh, I don't know really? that speaks loads I'm, about our Spanish I'm trying <laughs> to
3: <laughs> well yeah I'm trying to learn because my, my wife's Peruvian right. and we're going to be going to Peru next year and I don't want to just be like smiling and nodding the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She does. <laughs> I would definitely recommend so. checking it
2: out then. Uh, we did a, we recorded an episode, I don't believe it's out yet, about um, uh, the Aztecs and human sacrifice. Oh. And also one, we did one about the uh, Uruguayan rugby team with the Andes, how like cannibalism, well, it's not cannibalism, but just them eating each oh, other. yeah. Yeah. Which the movie sucks, the one with Ethan Hawk, but the actual oh, okay. story is amazing. So there was a movie about
1: yeah. the Ur- a Uruguayan team starring Ethan Hawke. Does he, he play one of the?
2: Yes, it's what? so bad. Uh, oh my gosh, it's so bad. Why? The, everyone gave it shit because well, they didn't give sh- the the whole. Does he play a Uruguayan person? The rugby player, yeah, Uruguay rugby rugby player. And the thing that sucks though is it's one it's them trying to call each other these Latin names with no type of mm-hmm. accent, and the movie's <laughs> just bad. But everything is leading up to that scene where they finally have to eat the dead passengers. Hmm. And I mean, that's cool yeah, it's, in its own, but yeah. it's more fun to watch the documentary and hear, hear them talk about how they did that. Oh, yeah. Wow. I want to hear it
1: from the people themselves. I yeah. don't want a dramatization. Like, I wow. want the real
2: story. Yeah. Yeah. It it we just yeah and so it, we talk about things I like that. I feel like listen, yeah. listeners are gonna
3: jump off this episode right now and just start downloading your podcast yeah
2: <laughs> but you She's can like, do yeah both. that's why I'm here. Make time for, <laughs> a plug plug is it. Veronica's just plug it. here to it, steal our plug for my podcast. I'm here for myself, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Veronica and I
3: actually met doing a a podcast. Yeah, we did. Uh, Marissa Smith's
2: podcast called Briskies and <laughs> something. I'm going to say, bitches, no. Because <laughs> it was all women, it was just three. And we had I, had, I think, I remembered you from mics before, yes, but yeah. we didn't we, formally talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never
3: sat down and got to know each other. Uh, we just laughed at each other at open mics. Yeah. And solidarity of being probably the only two women at whatever <laughs> mic we were at. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and then, yeah, we got to know each other, and it was uh, around the time that um, my wife and I had just started dating, mm-hmm. and uh, cool. yeah, it was an interesting, an interesting time. So, right Veronica, on. thank you so much for for doing this. Thanks for having me. Um, so, before we get into the topic of the WNBA, uh, we just like to you know talk about what's going on in our lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, the holidays are are going to be coming up. Yeah, um, I, my wife and I already <laughs> got ourselves our Christmas gift, and that's. Uh, we're, we're not doing gifts, we're Great. just because yes. we bought a,
1: get ready for it. Oh man. You're
3: going to say, I know what you're going to say. Crockpot. A Dyson vacuum cleaner.
2: Oh. oh.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to use this as yet another opportunity to talk about your Vitamix, but that no, was man. a holiday gift.
3: To... Okay. <laughs> Listeners, there are three things that as an adult I have purchased that have changed my life, okay. and that would be the Nespresso machine,
2: mm-hmm. Okay. Uh,
3: the Vitamix. All right. <laughs> And the Dyson vacuum
2: cleaner. A Dyson
1: vacuum cleaner is a huge deal.
2: That is. And you're not the first woman I've heard to like geek the fuck out about a vacuum yeah. cleaner. My I'm f- telling you. The, what is it? The, the, it's, it's like the Mealy one. That the, the, um, it's a particular design, M I E L E. Okay. Apparently that one's amazing too. And I've, I've used it because I would uh, house it for that woman that owns it. I'm not gonna lie. It's like, you feel so fancy vacuuming yeah. like that shit. Like,
1: is it the one that like, it what's the what's the whole thing at like the Dyson ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. it it
3: has a little bit of the ball. It's not it's not one of the big Dyson ball ones. This is one more for a, an apartment mm-hmm. where it's kind of like uh handheld. It's like the whole engine, everything is handheld, and then you put different attachments on oh, cool. it to make it okay. a regular okay. size. It's the Dyson Animal, but on Black Friday they had a, a bunch of sales, and there was one for two hundred fifty dollars. And normally, there it's a five hundred dollar oh, yeah. vacuum. Okay. So I said, "We're finally doing this. We are getting mm-hmm. a Dyson, and it's like a fight for who gets to vacuum. Really? Yeah. Like, I'll vacuum. No, I'll vacuum. No, I'll vacuum. Do you have wood floors, or do
1: you have do you have carpet floors in your apartment?
3: Uh, I have wood floors, but in the lease, which I took very seriously, it said you had to have. Uh, <laughs> of uh, open surfaces covered by carpet. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Or by by rugs rugs or whatever? Yeah, so that it's not as noisy for your neighbors because Uh it is all hardwood floors. Okay. So it doesn't include the kitchen or the bathroom. Okay. But I have. Three large area rugs. Do they do like a rug check? I was going to say, what, how do you know who that percentage? This? Like, yeah. who knows the percentage? I don't know. I was like, what if the super comes in and yeah. it's like, this is a carpet violation, which sounds like something that would happen to a lesbian? Yeah, I was going to say.
1: Actually, this whole conversation <laughs> about the Dyson so far has been a thinly veiled, like, dyke reference. It's, it's a metaphor. In like, anyone, yeah. It's anyone like, yeah, who,
2: who vacuums <laughs> and who. Watch if someone tuned in right out. after you mentioned <laughs> yeah.
1: the Dyson vacuum, they, this whole time they would think you're talking about a really fancy sex toy. <laughs> We're fighting over who gets to the
3: clean the carpet. <laughs> it's like my
2: wife gets yeah. the vacuum, I have the carpet. <laughs> I like the way that it sucks. Yeah. It's 80% of it is carpet. You hold the
1: engine and attach the attachments. <laughs> <laughs> and they can they're interchangeable. Yeah.
3: I mean, we haven't tried it's using like it as a sex toy yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, this is well, great.
1: So the Dyson is. is I'm adding it to the list of sponsors to go. Yeah, please,
3: because I will be talking about the Dyson vacuum. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing how much dust and stuff it it picks up. And then you know, if you have two two women with long hair living in a small apartment, everywhere the hair is.
2: Everywhere and, and a Latin woman, too. A Latin woman, yeah. Oh, we shed. Yes. We shed. You know idea. You know now. Oh, yeah. Shed. Yeah.
3: Long, it, it's very easy to tell whose hair is whose, because right. mine is pink. Mine are, like, these little dainty <laughs> pink hairs, and then she just has, like, these strands of hair that you could, like, lower yourself down a window <laughs> on. <laughs> it's, like, like, thick black Latin, oh, sturdy, sturdy hair. Um, that's beautiful. She has, like, mm-hmm. long mermaid hair. Uh, but yeah, it it collects so the That's this good to know. vacuum is. As
1: someone who is currently, as we speak, cohabitating with the girlfriend, like officially, yes. and she has long blonde hair that I'm that is everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like and I have, have short hair, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's. It, I think maybe we, sh- we should look into that for sure.
3: Look into it. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it was on sale because there's like a later model of it, but I don't need like the newest no. model. Like, oh, my Vitamix.
1: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm telling to- you, this is this is a, a this I is did, a recurrence on the
2: podcast. <laughs> I didn't do enough research on the Vitamix. My bad. Oh, I mean,
3: <laughs> if if your girlfriend has digestion problems, the Vitamix is the best thing you can
2: have. We both do. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you blend
3: all your food down all like, tough fiber that's hard to process. You mm-hmm.
2: went on a spill about this when you were drunk after your show about a month ago. <laughs> you did. could it not right. stop. <laughs> I did. You <laughs> I did. did. That's you did. right. And you was like, I go, man, she is really into this thing. And I <laughs> oh get it. Passion's gosh. passion. I respect it. It was It was very... Because you lit up. And, yeah. and I mean, this, was, this is here. It's going to pay off with a sponsorship is funny, someday. <laughs> well, you could not stop. I just want to say, it was great. So... <laughs> so uh,
3: Ashley Gavin was on uh, that same show like a different month uh, she was on last month's show at that place and afterwards I was like a little bit tipsy mm-hmm. and then started just talking about the Dyson vacuum and <laughs> and then the Vitamix came oh, okay. oh yeah and so Carolyn's drunk here she goes this is my reputation now this is my life that's this amazing this is what being it's, an adult is for me an yeah, adult awesome. lesbian uh, so anyway my Vitamix uh, I, I got this new phone and I was trying to pair this bluetooth speaker to it and mm-hmm. it was like listing all the bluetooth items and my vitamix i'm like why is my vitamix have bluetooth <laughs> oh man <laughs> what can it do that i didn't know about
1: you didn't know like what if it's like a, its own wi-fi hotspot and you didn't right? know <laughs> it's a magical thing that's yeah. the
3: point the point here is that the vitamix is very magical it um, is
1: that's awesome yeah. What, but really though, why the hell is it coming up on your list of right. Bluetooth <laughs> compatibility? I don't know. That's just like a hidden feature. They're like, we don't advertise it, but it's Bluetooth compatible. Whatever that <laughs> means. Is there
3: like an, <laughs> like, can I put the, the food in ahead of time and then, like, in the other room, just start it Probably. remotely? Maybe, I yeah. don't know why you would need to do that. That doesn't sound like a bright
1: idea. It sounds like something that com- comes from, like, that whole smart home thing that's happening. Yeah. The creepy
2: thing. I can't,
1: yeah, I'm not into that at all. And that's <laughs> why I think the Amazon Black Friday thing really disappointed me because. I went on to Amazon on Black Friday and on Cyber Monday and all the other shit, expecting mm-hmm. to find like something that I wanted or needed and all it was just pages after pages of, of their echo devices and all yep. those Alexa smart home shit. I'm like, I, I will
2: absolutely never do this. I don't I don't want that at all no. in my house. We no. just got
3: a Google home. You did? Uh, oh, oh man. Because
2: <laughs> on the grid. I yeah. know.
3: My wife got a uh, Pixel 2 phone. Oh, She made the okay. leap from iPhone after years of being an iPhone user. Yeah. She went to the the Pixel 2, and it came with a free Google Google Home. Oh, Okay. But cool. now – and I'm a Samsung user, so all our phones have Google Assistant, and we have the Google Home. So if I'm in the other room, and I'm like, okay, Google, and I try to tell it to do something – uh, then the Google Home goes off, or like her phone goes off, and it's it's a little bit confusing. Okay, um, so the,
1: they're communicating, but not like it's not all integrated like the way they.
3: Maybe it should be. I don't yeah. know. We haven't taken the time to get to know it well, but I do know that anytime we say something that we're afraid the government might be listening, oh, we whisper. Listening. <laughs> yeah. I purposely say stuff
2: so it will pick it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> true, like I kept saying every time Leslie would text me about something, I would randomly go. My, my response, even via text, muffins, <laughs> muffins. Yeah. And then we'd random. I just put my phone to myself and I'd be like, muffins, muffins. And then about three days later, she sent me a screenshot and it was for some like bakery and Instagram was like, muffins. Yeah. 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 And I just, It's I listening. It, uh, that's,
1: it is. That's how they advertise to us. It's a real no, thing. That's it. Oh, I've yeah. so many times I've
2: said and stuff out watching, loud too. and seen ads, and I'm like, ah, that is not in my search. Yeah. What does it know about this? Like, mm-hmm. what every time? And I was like, no, they're they're listening. That has to so. be the
1: point of the smart home thing with the with the what do you call it the Echo Amazon that- Echo and all and the yeah, Google Home is like they, they, they are that. literally listening to your conversations. Probably just it's. I don't think it's anything sinister, but it, I think it probably for sure is just for the purposes of advertising of
2: selling you yeah. more shit. Or was it on like a her? Like she was programmed to talk in that particular way to mm-hmm. be attracted to him.
3: Yeah, to please him. Yeah, yeah I never saw I that movie. It, don't. <laughs> I don't
2: want to see it. I, it it Honestly, just seems weird and just. Ugh, Scarlett Johansson's unsettling. voice bothers me so. Yeah. that's weird. Well, the Walking Phoenix bothers me. So. Yeah. Okay. Here's the whole thing. Too.
3: They're like trying to make you feel empathy I guess for Walking mm. in Phoenix and I'm telling you as a lesbian you will feel none you'll yeah. be like who is this pathetic sad boy they yeah. Do. like that. yeah and I'm like am I supposed to feel bad for him because he's just like an annoying sad sack and yeah. he needs to go like play ultimate frisbee or do something with yeah. his life you know and it, you just don't have yeah. a, any feels for him so pathetic as a
1: sad lesbian boy, as a archetype is not like yeah we t- see too much of down. that
2: RIP Philip Seymour Hoffman. He I did it the best. He,
1: he did was it the best. He was very good at that. <laughs>
3: um, before we talk about the WNBA while we're talking about Alexa and <laughs> stuff, I have a very fun story okay. that I have to share. So, and speaking about like holidays coming up, so mm-hmm. for for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. My dad uh, flew back in from France. It's the one time a year that, that he comes back, and uh, my parents are separated, but they, they get along well, and they'll, like, stay in the same house. It's weird. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so my dad got there, and my sister was texting me before I had gotten to Buffalo and was letting me know. Uh, how things were going and, uh, I said, oh, uh, you know, were they fighting at all or whatever? And she said, no, uh, Papa was just what we call, mm-hmm. the French, uh, Papa was just, um, like complaining about Muslims go <laughs> <to get allowed. laughs> yeah, I mean he he lives in France. I'm oh yeah, I, yeah. we fight about this constantly, but uh, they're very there's a lot of like anti-islamic sentiments mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. France, uh, probably even more so than uh, than the us yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, out of hand. so my sister told me this, so I had bought my mom uh, a couple of those echo dots and mm-hmm. she has them in her house. And I downloaded the Alexa app, and I can control her Alexa from my phone. Oh, that's creepy. So I've been setting reminders <laughs> for different things, like, throughout her day. And most of them are just jokes or just, like, you know, reminder, your daughter misses you or something oh, like that. Just, yeah. like, things to brighten her day yeah. or give her a laugh. But then when my sister told me that, <laughs> I did um, – I wrote, like, reminder – Allah heard you and is not pleased, (laughs) Alu Akbar, (laughs) and had uh, Alexa say that. And when my dad comes to town, him and my mom drink like
1: a lot of wine. I'm sure like, they right. go through a lot of wine. So picture, I imagine mm. being in the same house with your French ex would require a lot of wine. Yeah. That's a very like French yes. scenario. It's, yeah. it's
3: their coping mechanism for <laughs> yeah. for getting through this. And uh, so my mom's there, you know, mm-hmm. probably like a bottle in, and then that <laughs> and that, then that, that comes, comes in over Alexa, so and she, she texts says me it, though, right. Um, yeah, Alexa, Alexa says, says it. Says okay. it. Yeah. So Alexa is like, reminder, Allah is listening and is not pleased. In her very soothing voice. Yeah. And my my mom freaked out, even though she knows that I've been the one doing these messages. But that one, it was like so different, obviously, than all the other messages I've been sending her. So she like called, she thought like her thing had been hacked by like terrorists and like freaked out and texted me. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's, She's like, what's this about Allah? I'm like, huh? What's that? I was like, I don't know. Are you talking shit about Muslims? Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> like using but Alexa got, to monitor your parents' racist behavior, or right. like. <laughs> but apparently, my dad was asleep,
3: and that's who the message was for. Because oh, like okay. he didn't, he doesn't probably even know what Alexa is. So it was more for this like voice to come on, and my dad right. be like this
1: robotic voice out of nowhere <laughs> teaching yeah. tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great see, joke, though. I see, think it's a good. That's a that's a good like.
2: Technology. There that's, you go. That's, that's good. using yeah. it for good. Yeah. I kinda wanna
1: maybe I should get that for my for my dad and his wife and just like very subtly like just put like super liberal reminders in oh, wow. to just like disrupt their Trump supporting home. Yeah. I don't know.
3: Thank yeah. You. So sometimes it's just like positive affirmations for my mom. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes cute. my sister, so she babysits for my nephew, and my sister will complain and be like, Mom said so she'd be here ten minutes ago. So I go to Alexa and it's like dot. You're supposed to be babysitting right now. Hurry up.
1: That's That's great. I love that. Oh, I'm just thinking of all the nuisance. I I, would do. All the mischief I could cause. I would like to send mine to my
2: mom. One, you didn't remember your daughter was born. Call her today. (laughs) (laughs) She forgot. (laughs) She forgot. Reminder, she'll never marry a man. (laughs) Send her money. So many things. Okay, maybe I will fall for it. I don't know. Yeah. She would need it.
3: But buy it for other people. You might not need Mm -hmm. it, but get it for other people
2: and then control their life. Um,
3: (laughs) So let's get into the WNBA, which is why we're here. Yeah.
2: Uh, Why did you want to talk about the WNBA? Are you a fan? Um, I'm a fan. I don't follow it as much as I used to. Yeah. I mean, I grew up playing basketball. Okay. Yeah, I grew up playing. Um, I still maybe like once or twice a year. I'll did you play go. in college? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, I went to a D1 school and you mm. saw how tall I am. Oh, yeah. I am not.
1: <laughs> that was my first thought because I actually thought until I when, – when she first mentioned that our topic for – an upcoming podcast is going to be WNBA I assume you played for the WNBA and then <laughs> no. I knew that before you got here but then I saw you and I was like there's no way there's no <laughs> way yeah, There's no way.
2: No, I played I mean I played competitive basketball um th- from elementary school middle school and high school but I definitely I did not play my senior year of high school there's a lot of just like politics and that crap that mm-hmm. I, I mean I was 17 so I really didn't mm-hmm. care Instead, I chose to like play tennis, which you know that's a rebel thing to do. But yeah, I grew up. It's always been like basketball in general has always been a part of my life. And yeah. then when the W A was started, like WNBA was started in 1996, it's like oh sweet, like this is our time or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and I mean all the players those first five years were players I had already known about just from like the Olympics and stuff like that, or yeah. just growing up playing basketball. Like Cheryl Swoop, who she didn't play in the first season. I mean she's from Texas, so. Everyone knew, is like, you want to be as good as Cheryl Swoosh. It's one of those things. You want to just be a better player than her. Um, So just watching college basketball, too. And I grew up, I played up until college, and then obviously I did not play. But, I mean, it's always been a part of my life. And then I'll occasionally go back and watch WNB games, especially because, you know, they're finally dunking more. Yeah. Yeah. They are because
1: everyone's getting taller. Everyone's a, getting more taller. athletic. Yeah. yeah, they
2: are, and I mean with the addition like Brittany Griner. Yeah, I mean she's it, unbelievable. Also from Texas. Oh, okay. I remember this was oh, wow, like eight years ago watching footage of her in high school just, just going- Just owning just everyone. All yeah. the rim, just amazing. I'm like, who is I've this I've seen those kid? videos. She's six, yeah. foot, what, she, is she she's six foot eight? She's something like six-six or six-eight. She's tall. She's so tall. She's crazy yeah. tall. And it's it's great. Like She's fun to watch. There's, what is it, Diana Taurasi, who's mm-hmm. also amazing to watch. And I forgot what her wife's name. I have a bit of a crush name. on her. Oh, I could see why. Yeah. She's an amazing story, too. Um, I believe both, like, her- dad is Italian and her mom is like Argentine or yeah. something. And Doesn't she were... have dual citizenship in Italy? Like wasn't mm-hmm. there, yeah, I, kn- I knew there was something. Something like that and because she played there yeah, for a little bit yeah. too. yeah. And it's fun because I looked up interviews with her speaking Italian and then interviews of her speaking Spanish and it's, it just makes her even Wait, cooler. those things are all out there? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, man. I know what I'm Googling on the way to work today. Do it. <laughs> yeah. She does Almost bother Sarah's me. Calling yeah. the sick yeah. today. Yeah. She, she does use the Spain accent a little too much, which okay. I'm not the fondest of, uh-huh. but it's still- yeah, I'm more oh, interested in the Italian. You're like, shh, shh yeah. just let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's- it, she's great and I forgot her wife's name. Something, I don't know. Parker or something, but yeah. they were all were teammates. And, of course, I said Brittany Griner. Uh, just especially that first year because I actually got to go to games, like, the, the second season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was just – it was amazing. I, we would we drove down to Houston because I was in Dallas. So we drove four hours to a game to watch and we would just drive back at night. And that was, like, the energy was still there. Yeah. And I was, you know – 12, 13, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, maybe I'm um, maybe this is gonna be it's not gonna be me. I should have yeah. known that. But it was just it was fun. Like especially yeah. as a as a girl, like, you know, I grew up playing and I was always the only girl on the team or on the court and they're like, oh you want to be a dude or you want to be this I'm like, no, I just want to play basketball.
3: Yeah. And eat pussy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I do in the locker room <laughs> is my business It's so funny. I wanted to bring that up too because it was interesting. Like I remember there was just I mean, there was elementary school, and yeah, like, you know, a lot of the team is gay. You just mm-hmm. don't know it yet. Yeah. And you're all just really close. And oh, yeah. Some part of high school, everyone's I'm like, oh, okay, she's gay now. All right, she's gay. Oh, she's out. She's out. She's out. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I didn't know.
3: See, that's funny because for, I don't know, when I think of my high school basketball team, which wasn't, like, wildly competitive or anything, mm-hmm. but I can't think off the top of my head of any lesbians who were on it? So basketball mm. never seemed like a lesbian sport to me as much as like softball and rugby yeah. were.
1: I think it doesn't. It's not the one that like pops up as sort of a stereotypical
2: like oh those girls are all lesbians sport. In depends. as much as softball, I
1: guess. I think I depends don't
2: know. because I mean in America I think so because I've seen like players from South America come up and they they're well if they're if they are gay they're not out okay and it's not oh, as yeah. open but I know. What is it? There was an article. I can't remember the former player of the WNBA, but she said that.
3: Candace Wiggins. Yeah. I was going to say last name Wiggins. <laughs> yeah. She, that said she played that, on the
2: Liberty. And yeah. said like 90, she said like 95. 98. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 98. 98% of the WNBA is gay. And, and the other two are straight. spirit. Because they would straight, like, what is it? Wait, like what? straight basher and yeah, stuff uh, like that. She said, oh, she, she,
3: said the... she was bullied for being straight. but oh, God. So her whole thing. I'm but, like, get okay. out of
1: here, Candace right? Wiggins. <laughs>
3: yeah. I could you imagine? Being the only person of your sexual preference mm, like? in a
1: room full she was of like, other people, I've never been called a bitch. So I many didn't times, fit in like, with my peers. many you know, <laughs>
2: times I was called shit? Like yeah. really, you're lucky you were just called oh, a bitch. I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure like,
3: she was like super homophobic and yeah. like making all sorts of cracks, and yeah, that these women shit. were like, uh, "Yeah, we're not
1: going to put yeah, up with this." You're kind of outnumbered here. Can you not say that?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: The, if they were being mean to you it's not because you were straight it was because you're a bit probably yeah. a bitch yeah. you yeah. Yeah. you're probably not not <laughs> and, nice and they
2: didn't try to fuck you you know what you must be a bad person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a small percentage and also what she, she, she said she said something that the league didn't also like her because she's so feminine that and that is
3: false because the league actually tries to feminize players I was gonna say they, isn't they almost, that their, their they angle in
2: they almost went to like, a, was it shorter shorts and like tighter uniforms yes. a couple of years because they're like, oh, this has to make them more attractive to like men. They mm-hmm. almost did that. And
3: then also part of the orientation for new players is makeup classes, fashion classes, uh, doing your hair, that kind of thing. Just to feminize. a Why are
2: they? Is <laughs> yeah. a Smith? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well in the 50s yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking about i don't know i don't
3: know if they still do but i was reading about how how britney griner had to go through that and it was just like this weird unexpected thing of when you're doing orientation like she's like i don't do this Why i can't am I imagine that, that they do that to the uh the women's soccer team or anything like that right, right. Maybe,
1: maybe they did. I don't know. I mean, maybe I just thought that was like
3: part of a League of Their Own and only because that was like <laughs> yeah. a temporary thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was picturing League of Their Own and then also the movie Mona Lisa Smile, where exactly. all the girls have to
2: like That's go through like their about, yeah.
1: those, those really rigorous etiquette Yeah, the etiquette classes.
2: Yeah. Quiz. Yeah. Your husband says he's coming home earlier, <laughs> he's bringing home his boss. You only made a pot roast for two.
1: I remember what this exact scene, and, and Ryan Harden was great in it. <laughs> I don't remember that. Was have to kill yourself and let them eat? Yeah,
3: I think it's you.
2: (laughs) You stick your head in the oven. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Remove the pot roast and stick your head (laughs) in.
2: Was it uh, my girlfriend's sister went to Wellesley? Oh, uh, wow. And I remember, you know, uh, Sarah Kennedy and her girlfriend Kelly? Yeah, yeah. Kelly... Said something to me. She's like, yeah, when you see her tomorrow, just be like, hey, fam. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, well, she did go to Wellesley. Yeah. She probably tried anything there. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but every time we were at Thanksgiving, like we were at Thanksgiving, whatever, dinner this past year. And all I could think of were Mona Lisa's smile quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were saying, That's all you were saying. And she was like, oh, she's making the gravy. I'm like, did she learn that at Wellesley? Yeah. Uh, or where did she get that? I don't know. I was just thinking about it. I had an yes,
1: extremely elderly relative once asked me if I was taking homemaking courses in college <laughs> and I was like because I was currently in school at the time and she was just trying to make conversation with me and I was like no I think I really bummed her out because I think she probably as a hundred thousand year old person was unfamiliar with How like you not current bake? college curriculum you know <laughs> and she's like oh like surprised uh, I wasn't taking a homemaking course they taught you to read <laughs> yeah no yeah I wonder what uh, home economics classes are like now.
3: I
2: don't I mean in high school I hope they replace them with It's probably just programming Alexa devices. It's to say <laughs> it's not like cooking at home it's definitely just like I feel like I don't know programming. Yeah, but something then how like that.
3: how will you learn to make lasagna roll ups? <laughs>
1: It's just I'm learning how to make those here. those time lapse speed cooking <laughs> videos on Facebook, which yeah. is all Facebook is anymore. YouTube yeah. videos.
3: How to make a Instagram <laughs> uh volume optional yeah, <laughs>
1: cooking for your video. Like quesadilla, casserole, roll up, whatever recipe that you're coming up with. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Um, I remember having a huge crush on Rebecca Lobo when I was like ten to
2: (laughs) fourteen. She played for UConn and she played for Liberty. She she was awesome. I loved. Well, that's a thing too. They talked about they. um, One of the reasons the WNBA then didn't get that much of an audience is because people love college basketball. Mm -hmm. College women's basketball, but. When it got to the pros level, they could care less. But Rebecca Lobo, that's kind of why I was aware of it, because the Yukon was a powerhouse yeah. when she was there. Yeah. And she's just, yeah, her. And it was her, Lisa Leslie, and Cheryl Swoops were all yep. part of that time. I forgot. Amazing. Is
1: Rebecca Lobo, Rebecca Lobo is straight, which which I remember that bummed me out as a teenager <laughs> when I figured that out when she was mentioned something like a husband or something. And I didn't consciously I wasn't consciously bummed out by it, but like I remember having a feeling like, oh. Why? I don't know why, but, like, I didn't quite understand why I felt that way yet. So. Why am I so
2: invested? Yeah, yeah. Why do I feel like I lost her? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I totally get it. That's
1: funny. <laughs> I remember, yeah, she was, she was, if you really had to talk about, like, my earliest crushes, right in the same time period is, like, my Mariska Hargitay crush. Oh, wow. Which okay. is still stronger than ever, but...
2: I was strangely attracted to if it was a WNBA player. One, she was a point guard and I obviously was a point guard. Mm-hmm. But Dawn Staley. I don't, I don't know who know that if is. Remember, she actually was one of, she didn't initially start out with the WNBA because there was the ABL. So mm-hmm. women were part of that league. And she came over and she was she's like my one of my favorite point guards in general, man mm-hmm. or woman. Just she was so sick and I wouldn't generally think she's that attractive, but she had this swag, and I had no idea what the word swag meant yet. But I was like, <laughs> I want to be part of that, and, yeah. but I didn't know what I wanted to be a part of. Yeah, um, which
1: is swag. Yeah,
2: which is <laughs> swag, but especially with her because I know I know she's she's gay, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I am just into all of that right now. Didn't really know what I was getting into. <laughs> you know, it's
3: it's funny you mentioned, like Yukon uh, and. College basketball, which I think has uh almost like a maybe a bigger following than the definitely WNBA.
2: a much bigger following. And
3: it's this weird thing where they they come out with the WNBA and even just in the name it makes you think like, oh, it's supposed to be this like spin off of the NBA, but with mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And then people compare it to the NBA and then immediately it's gonna fail because the NBA one has been around a lot longer. So much <laughs> Long longer. Time. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a different style of of play mm-hmm. but instead of it was like trying to capitalize off of NBA fans and create this other thing rather than trying to take the people who love college players right. and be mm-hmm. like now you can follow their careers beyond right. college right. and this is an opportunity to that and marketing more um, yeah. to to that fan base and to people who are just i, I like i feel like and yeah, trying to convert NBA fans is the wrong way to go. Yeah, and it is definitely. why it gets so much negative marketing. Are all these?
1: Yeah, dudes I mean, who for thought that was part. a good idea? Because it's like, yeah. what of all people, male sports fans are not going to be equally interested in women doing the same sport. No, like, if not. anything, they they actively dislike it. It's their uh, female reboot of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, you yeah. know, like they. are they don't want to see women racing cars. They don't want to see them doing anything that they feel like is their sport. So yeah, you're right. They should have gone with the, or I mean, maybe they are trying to do that now, but with the existence, like with the people who are already okay with women playing Mm the sport to begin with, maybe that's where you should start as far as your marketing efforts. But I don't know what is the current state of the WNBA as far as like it's Marketability and and ratings and blah, blah, blah. I have no it, idea. It does
2: not do well. I think it, I mean, they maybe have, okay, so a typical NBA game on ESPN maybe gets 1.4, or was it 1.4 to 2.2 2 million viewers? Mm-hmm. Um, a regular WNBA g- game, I believe, gets no more than uh, 450,000 yeah. viewers. And I mean, but that's just, that's just how that. I mean, if yeah. you think about the game for a while, I mean, yeah, call, um, NBA basketball is much faster, to shot clock. Shot clock is shorter, so that mm-hmm. allows high, more high intensity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the fact that they can move across the court faster, they mm-hmm. are quicker. And granted, it, I was like, it is what it is. They're men, for the most part. They are quicker at this point, right? Um, yeah. And they are dunking more often because I watched this. I made this joke. I was looking at this YouTube videos, and I was like, oh, it said top. Was it a top ten dunks in the WNBA And I was like, more like only ten dunks yeah, in the exactly. WNBA <laughs> <laughs> And I felt yeah, bad the about cool saying. The 12 <laughs>
1: dunks here are the top ten. Who are the two that didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, and, that's true.
2: And it's because, yeah, not that many, you know, WNBA athletes can dunk. Mm-hmm. And are just we're just that we're just shorter. That happens to be what happens right now. Uh, an ex of mine used to say they should just make the ball smaller and, they do. and, and lower the nets. They did mm-hmm. make the ball smaller. They did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know that. It's uh was it like two point two ounces oh, less? That's and right. it's yeah. uh, one inch smaller yeah. than the regular NBA ball. I remember in okay. high school
1: there were like you could buy a men's regulation size basketball or a women's, which was not that noticeably smaller, but it is smaller. Mm-hmm. It's like the yeah. college. I
2: think it's almost the size. It's barely smaller than the college basketball, mm-hmm. which that is that actually does make it more different too, because you have to adjust your shot. Because yeah, a lot of them grew up playing less. with the regular basketball. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah, that's the whole thing. You can't go just like changing the the height of the hoops just so they can dunk because that's going to throw like everyone throws everything off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in terms of there's it, – it's like a – it's a different style of playing. The technicality is different. Yep. But they do have players – Um I, I think this is the right one. Uh, Elena Del Don. Elena Del Don. She uh, is shooting three-pointers at the same rate as Stephen Curry, basically. Yeah. Um And so it's like a, there's a lot of talent yeah. there. It's an interesting type of play. You just can't go into it expecting NBA-type right. play.
2: And, and they did change it a little bit because – their shot clock used to be thirty seconds. So yeah. they brought it down to twenty six. And so I mean, average games, like the games, like in the first two seasons, the what is it, average score or average points acquired was sixty-six yeah. points. And now it's like eighty eight to eighty nine. Yeah. yeah. So that's up there with an NBA game. They're getting faster. I think one of the also things there was a coach, uh, Diana Tarasi that played when she mm-hmm. played in Phoenix, the coach, um, I forgot. I think maybe he coached the Lakers. No, he played for the Lakers or something. He switched the style of play, so the momentum and the speed that they're like just performing at now is just way faster than it was the first. I want to say sixteen years of the WNBA.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that mirrors any like evolution of a professional sports right? league. I mean, exactly. the, the, yeah. if you look at the history of the NBA, they were not scoring in the hundred. You know, no. Uh, your average NBA game at this point. I mean, I maybe the data would prove me wrong, but usually when you see a final score it's in the triple digits mm-hmm. and i don't think that was always the case so i yeah. think it's it's just going to get bigger faster yeah, it, it, stronger well if
3: you look at any sport you know home runs in baseball yeah.
1: or in in, in football, football the athletes are literally much larger today than they were oh, and yeah. and
3: how much passing there is now yeah. there used to not be like the quarterbacks used to not be as mm-hmm. critical because it right. was like more of a more of a running game mm-hmm.
1: um And now, I mean, obviously, the game is changing in football, which is reflected very much in the rules changing, which is reflective of the research done about all the health problems and all that fun stuff. But, yeah, it's like any, any sports league is going to evolve in that way. Right.
0: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
1: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
3: But but I think that... So the WNBA, I think they're still like heavily... Subsidized, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm.
2: Um, they actually, and I think they first started barely like not having to be as funded by teams. Like they finally started turning profit. Oh, okay. yeah,
3: yeah. So they're like, starting like, barely, so it's, but it's happening. Some players are getting you know uh, deals for brands endorsements and, and stuff, endorsements, yeah. marketing
2: team deals. Yeah, uh,
3: they do a lot at the game. So, so one argument I would say for anybody uh, who wants to check out the WNBA, I know what you're going to go say.
2: They're cheap? (laughs) Yeah. You're going to say it's cheap. It's easy to get tickets. They're cheap.
3: If you live in New York City, it's really hard to see a professional sports team play. It's expensive. It's so hard. It's so expensive. And you can go to a WNBA game probably find free tickets or people really cheap tickets. People give them tickets. out people
2: or $12. Out. Yeah. yeah.
3: They're very cheap. And then because it, it's kind of – when I lived in Atlanta, nobody came to the hockey games, which is why they got rid of the Atlanta Thrashers. But mm-hmm. I loved it because I could buy $10 tickets yeah. to an NHL game and go watch my favorite teams play yeah. against the Thrashers. Exactly. And right.
1: Because it's all about the visitors. No, that's what you <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. And, be,
3: and because they're trying to get more people in, they would have – all sorts of entertainment, giveaways, prizes to, Music, to make yeah. more interesting. Whereas like if you go to, like, a, a Rangers game uh, mm-hmm. in New York, there there's none of that because they don't have to. But the WNBA game, they had... Uh, it's I a show. Forget, I forget her yeah. name, it but they, a show. they had a... It was the Pride game that I went to, and they had a singer who had, like, a very popular hit in the 90s, but I can't remember her name, but it was one of those, like, dance, like, Be My Lover type songs. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it, it was a song that was close to that. Then they had this other artist who, some young girl, but she played a song that, like, I definitely hear around mm-hmm. i'm like okay they have like these two notable musicians yeah. coming and, and doing yeah. sets they also have those senior dancers i forget mm-hmm. what they're called but i love oh, it it was yeah. on the episode of 30 rock where liz lemon was like secretly one of the oh, really? liberty halftime <laughs> dancers and it's these senior that's citizens cool. that like do that's like an
1: all-around show for like
2: it's less it than is. what it costs to go to a movie. It's so much fun. It no, yeah, yeah it definitely is. It
3: it is a great time yeah. and it's so much fun. And um
1: I think live sports are
2: really
3: yeah.
1: fun, yep. regardless yeah. of what sport you're watching. Yep. I can almost not sit through anything on television, but to watch something live is a blast. I just went to a Brooklyn Nets game and it was extremely expensive for nosebleed yeah. seats. And yeah. it was like it was fun, but it was just like, oh God, this is just there's it's packed with people. It's so expensive just to get in the door and there's really nothing there for the audience because they don't care so much about the live audience in the Mm -hmm. NBA because it's about TV deals and that's what all I mean any of the big sports are like that. It's about television. It's not necessarily ticket sales are like kind of a It's an afterthought when it comes to marketing of, like, a pro sports team in the men's realm.
2: And it depends, I think, also on stadium because, I mean, Mm -hmm. I've, like, been to Mets games and I've had a great time. Mets games are amazing. But I've been to Yankees game and it's so – yeah, the fans are already there. They're already obnoxious. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exactly cater to, like, that feeling like this is your home team. Yeah. Whereas Mets games, it's just, like – it's I a much smaller to to a stadium, game, food's better, everyone's just there for the actual game, mm-hmm. and you can tell that the team is thankful for its fans. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a completely different thing. Yeah. And just like, Cowboys games, same thing. I mean, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan, we are obnox- obnoxious, <laughs> but... NFL fans are obnoxious. That stadium is like, it is a show. I imagine that's like a theme park. It's huge. It is amazing. Jerry Jones,
1: Jerry Jones is the Donald Trump of the NFL, which is why I think he's such an interesting person to follow. Can't
2: stand him. He is. He's just
1: like what you think of when you think of like slimy billionaire very He's creepy like a dude. Movie. He's like a cartoon character that's come to life. He's a villain. More so than Arthur Blank, the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> owner, who looks like yes. a literal cartoon villain.
3: <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like the Cowboys for two reasons. One, I grew up for the most part in Buffalo. Right. So, oh, yeah. you know. I, I moved to Buffalo during the time when the Bills lost four straight Super Bowls in a row and two of them oh, were to the yeah. Cowboys. Disparting.
1: You'd rather be just bad than <laughs> like, get yeah. all the way to the Super Bowl. No. You won had so
3: many tries. <laughs> I would not rather just be bad because we've just been bad since yeah, then. <laughs> and it's depressing. Uh, <laughs> we just keep going eight and eight and then we don't get any right. draft Right. and it's terrible but the other reason is people in New Jersey seem to have claimed the Cowboys as their team which is we're
2: America's team I grew up Don't in
3: Nebraska and that. I will tell
1: you that <laughs> in Omaha, Nebraska when I was because when people in our age group when we were kids the Cowboys were the 90s. this was the Troy Aikman Emmett Smith Michael Irvin Michael Michael Jay Novacek Leon yeah, Lett yeah, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. them yeah. this was that era, era so Half of the boys in my class when I was in elementary school had the Cowboys starter jackets and are still yeah. Cowboys fans because that's when they were children. That's what they clung on to as their their icons. It was like the Cowboys and the Chicago Bulls were like the teams, even though we geographically 90s, had yeah. no claim to yeah. these teams. It's just, well, it yeah, was a, I guess if it you was don't a have your own pop team. cultural. Like, I think it had a lot to do with people when they were children, like. Think of you know, uh, probably a lot of these people in Jersey or whoever who are somehow Cowboys fans probably have never been to Dallas, but no, they have. I've been to Cowboys bars and I'm like, oh, so like, oh, are you from Texas? And they're like, never been.
2: No, then they would call me out, and I was like, yeah, I have a Texas tattoo, and I here's my license. It says I'm from Texas. What about you? They're like, I've always wanted to go, and I'm like, and you're giving me crap at the at the watch party. Yeah, Yeah, calm down, go sit down. Likely
1: those are people who grew up when they were kids during that, whole.
2: or their parents were, yeah, yeah, and their parents were fans. I'm talking when like Tom. Landry had the team yeah, so yeah. that's a totally different thing right there just with the NFL and that little yeah I've only it's... met
3: one person outside of Buffalo who had like no <laughs> real
2: connection to Buffalo but they liked the Bills really? I was like
3: oh that's weird e- <laughs> yeah. even I mean when I moved there I I had a Miami Dolphins starter jacket just because I like to be controversial right and I like the colors and the mascot Dan Marino that would th- be a team uh, that would just I offend. thought Dan Marino was kind of hunky even though he had like a wonky eye and yeah uh, He's
2: a good man. I would say the
1: yeah. Dolphins would be like the one team that would really offend the sensibilities of Buffalo people. Like, oh, a yeah. oh, warm weather team. Oh, you with happy? Those, yeah, with those tropical colors. tan? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's uh, your deal? That's
3: so, great. Uh, speaking of the, the NFL with all the um, quote-unquote controversy mm. <laughs> uh, of kneeling during the anthem, uh, the WNBA players don't get much credit for... All the kneeling and protesting, (laughs) women's athletics, for, for for anything. But they've been activists, and you know, some people say like, "Oh, well, maybe they have like less to less to lose." But actually, if they get sanctioned or fined for their jersey violations or something, that's like. A significant
2: portion yeah. of their salary because they're was, not making millions. No. I was thinking about that because you you know, know, I watched – um, How many
1: of them even are making a, over a million dollars a year? No
2: one makes over a million. Well, here's how they do it. So if you're coming in and it's your first year in the league, mm-hmm. you get $35,000 a year. Luckily lucky if you get – and your bonuses are dependent on if you maybe get rookie of the year, MVP, uh-huh. six-man, whatever awards, or if your team advances to the playoffs, the finals. So like incentive-based. And wins. Incentive-based. Yeah. If you're in there for once you're in your third season, you're up to fifty thousand dollars a year, and I, th- I believe it's fifty thousand. And then it's six year, you're up to ninety some ninety thousand. And with the total, like with everything you earn, most likely like Brittany Griner, you're making one hundred ten thousand dollars a season, as wow. opposed to a no name NBA player who sits the bench. Yeah, gets five hundred thousand dollars a year. That's minimum. Yeah. yeah. So what they do is they play overseas. Yeah, and during this time, and Brittany Griner makes it's. I think uh, last time I checked was you, she gets one million dollars for one season for playing in Russia. Yeah, and then wow. they come back here in the Russia, South China,
1: Italy, Spain, like all these they, countries that pay they, way India, more money.
2: And they're yeah. like, yeah. I don't even, you know, you don't want to talk about how they're funded, but right. they pay these players. And Diana Taurasi once sat out, like it was like I don't remember twenty fifteen season because. Yeah. Her team that she played for overseas were like, you know what, we're gonna pay you to not play in the WNBA. It's just an injury risk at and that point. She said it was her first time she got to sit out because there's a like maybe it's like a 15 minute video of Brittany Griner's like life and just her as an NBA or a WNBA player. She's playing the summer season and then once that season ends, boom, she's going to training camp training camp over there, mm-hmm. and then that ends in like April because usually that's when training camps begin. For the WNBA here in the mm-hmm. U.S. and it's legit. Sometimes like just they're constantly playing. Yeah, yeah. I have and heard
1: that that they literally don't get a break because they're to toggling back. between these two leagues yeah, around the world to yeah. just to make the kind of money that yeah.
2: a pro athletes should be making. Still I mean, a portion of it. Yeah, and you were saying like, oh, these sanctions. I was watching this video this morning. I was looking up WNBA fights, which is fun. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, Our fights are way better. Yeah, but they were like, they're going to be fines. They're going to be fines. I'm like, how are they going to pay them? Yeah, like, yeah. There's they, no way. So they do
1: have more to lose, and if you think about it in terms of like, yeah, finance like, or whatever, because the few of them that and and imagine how few of them actually have, profe- you know, endorsement endorsements deals. from companies. Yeah, yeah.
3: and then where are the men coming to help like stick up for, <laughs> yeah. for right. them no. you know so it, it's, it, it's again like black women putting their yeah. putting their neck out there doing the work uh, on behalf of lives of black men yeah. who right. are getting shot and targeted right. um, women and, show and up harassed. to do all the, the,
1: the activism and women and the, are doing the yeah. labor
3: but
2: who's showing up for, for these players no one yeah. lesbians the occasion yeah, yeah lesbians. lesbians they said something about how guys the guys they won't watch it because they're like, oh, these girls act all masculine and everything, and I don't think that's cool they do that, but they were saying something like, those are the same guys that are kissing their daughters, their two-year-old daughter at night before they go into sleep telling mm-hmm. her, you can be anything you want, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and it's like, yeah, like, yeah. those dudes right there, they're just, oh, it's not hot, I mean, it's right. not, like, the there's a Dallas Diamonds uh, football league. And have you ever heard of these football leagues? It's yep. lingerie leagues. I sure have. <laughs> My friend I went to high school with someone who played in one. Yeah, yeah. High
3: school with someone who played in one too. <laughs> and
2: it's like, no, it's not going to be like that. I mean, yeah, that's rough and whatever. It's like yeah. it's the appeal, but I'm like, it's you can't like make everything like about sex. Even sports annoying. has
1: to be sexualized to get men to even to Look pay at attention it. to it. And even then, they're only doing it in a way that's like they're there for that reason. Yeah, they, they don't care about. Look how the good sport this sport is. It's, never, it's not about the sport itself. No, not all. for them. Which is a real bummer that there's literally no facet of like female culture that can't be, that, that can just not no. be sexualized and still survive with, <laughs> in a male audience. Not
3: yeah. for them. I don't know. Veronica, do you know about the Lesbian Basketball League in New York? Like the recreational? League?
2: You, who, did you tell me about it? I probably told you about or it. Or someone else told me played. about it. Yeah. I feel like it'd be too intense because, I mean, I'm, I, where I grew up playing, like in Texas, even with the girls, I'm like it basically was the lesbian basketball league. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was intense, and I mean a lot of those players are former college players, mm-hmm. so they have some intensity that I cannot match. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so
3: they have they have three different levels for the the one league. I think there's actually two leagues. Okay. Um, one might. Just be, and, and they let, like, straight women can play, but it's, like, officially kind They'll of just be this... called a bitch all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you have to bully them the whole time? Yeah, you have to Apparently. bully them until they go to the press about it.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> until you break their spirit. Yeah. Um, so I used to go to these games. I, I've never really been that into basketball, but it, it, if I watch any sport enough, I can get into it. And I would go to watch my my ex-wife play, and I hadn't really seen uh, women play basketball in a while and I didn't realize how physical of a game it was mm-hmm. in terms it of like
2: intense.
3: them knocking each other oh, yeah. over and I was just like how oh, why are they playing so I, I did not taken expect it taking so many it. elbows
1: to the rib cage oh, I that, didn't
3: expect it I've yeah. been thrown and, oh, yeah. yeah I've
1: been thrown it's
3: crazy how rough they play so, so they have three levels one which is more kind of like the the wreck like if you just are looking to meet women mm-hmm. basically I think is why people do that and then <laughs> The intermediate. And then the league that's like the serious Women who yeah. played in college mm-hmm. and no longer play like my friend's girlfriend is insane. Yeah. Like she's like on these so ladies' good. worst day,
1: they'll still kick my ass. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. And they're I can't very be here. fun.
3: They're very fun to watch. But like the the intermediate is usually people who played in high school and then didn't play in college and then they're just, you know, looking for something fun. But it is like sort of competitive. Oh. And
1: nice. um I could only be in one if you literally held a beer while you're playing. <laughs> That's the skill this. level we're talking about that I've devolved to from my yeah. medium at best skill level while I did play. But
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. <laughs> well, one, some of the games were so low scoring mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, my gosh, this is <laughs> horrible. But, but then I would like stay a game after and watch the good teams go. I'm like, yeah. okay, this makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, but also, I was so surprised by the number of Gaysians Yeah, yeah, oh, that <laughs> yeah. were in it. Really? Oh,
2: yeah. I once did That's some like scorekeeping from an mural team, and oh really? my gosh, half yeah. Asian lesbians, half Gaysians. so many. Who would have thought? I did for basketball, <laughs> right? I saw it. Yeah,
3: and they're so they're like really, really
2: good, great shooters. Yeah, like legit, yeah. and like shooters.
3: you know, very agile. A lot of them are tiny, and yeah. then they move around the court, and they're just like sneaky and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're they're great. <laughs> this is probably
2: <laughs> what direction are you going here? Right, right. No, no. <laughs>
3: No, just like how how yeah. fast they move and they're they're great at handling the ball and everything. And uh, I guess just because you think like tall people, I I honestly yeah. thought that you know this basketball league was gonna be just a lot of tall black women. And right. It, it definitely the mo- was. The more not.
1: exciting players usually are, are the shorter, faster ones. Like yeah. as a woman who was always the tall player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're there to see me, that was it was no fun. <laughs> well, we mostly were just taught to stay put in one place to get the up. ball. Yeah. Exactly. No,
3: that's the thing. So yeah. a lot exactly. of a lot of tall people aren't that good, but they've right. always been Forced onto teams because they're yep. tall, and then they just make them stand by the basket. I had, they don't know how to how to handle the ball or I had almost like, no nah. dribbling
1: or shooting skills. Yeah, <laughs> but I was I played for years because everyone just said you just, just set, put set up the game. right
2: there and they yeah. Yeah, you post up and you're right there and also yeah. rebound. As soon as you're there, you box out. You get the, you got the ball. You're right, the tallest yeah. one and there. then I would
1: foul out. Most almost t- towards halftime. <laughs> so you gotta keep your hands <laughs> straight. Up. That's yeah. the hardest part. And for absorb a tall hit players. and fall. But what I would do is Ooh. I would stand even more rigid when someone was clear- careening towards me, and they would bounce off of my six foot tall thirteen year old frame. Oh yeah. wow! And yeah, I was. I've been the hi- the height that I am right now. I've been since like seventh or eighth grade. Oh wow! Yeah. So they thought I was good, but I was. I would add the coordination of like a six-month-old Great Dane, (laughs) but no, like my big floppy paws everywhere, but no, no skill. Like just, nah, I just had height. But yeah, that was the extent of my basketball career was in, I think in, I think in sophomore year of high school or something, I decided to stop because I was just like, I didn't like to run. I was a little husky and I was (laughs) like, I didn't like like to run. I I didn't didn't like to just, it was just too much.
3: I wanted to play basketball, and <laughs> I I really – like I had a basketball hoop in my driveway, and I thought it was fun. I wanted to play, and when it was time to try out for the team, <laughs> um, the day of tryouts, I got my first period. Oh, oh wow. man. And and I had had uh, ovarian cyst burst before and had to go to the emergency room for that, and it starts out with kind of a cramping feeling, so okay. I got oh my God, I'm having a CISB. So I couldn't, I was trying to play through it and then I couldn't and I just walked out of tryouts and then it was, just my period. Oh, wow. yeah. And then which I never, which is traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, in its own. <laughs> and then I just like never, never came back. And then if you miss out on that first year, then everybody gets so
1: everyone's far ahead of you. you. Yeah, because yeah. there's no
3: like town league women's basketball. You know, it's yeah. like
1: just the school basketball team is oh. usually It's like the people only. who are starting Game of Thrones right now. And are like, Ugh, the conversation is just so far. But everyone's already talking about this. I don't, I don't watch it for <laughs> that. reason at either. all. Yeah. I don't. It's like, I don't,
2: I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Okay, <laughs> I'm good. I can I can avoid That's it. That's funny.
1: Yeah, I I, sw- I, made the ultimate switch. Well, in seventh grade, I started track and field. Yeah, Emphasis on field, clearly. <laughs> oh,
2: that makes sense. And, you don't have to run. Oh, exactly. I found a sport <laughs> where I didn't have to run. <laughs> just throw so shit. I sh- yeah, I did shot <laughs> foot
1: and discus for seventh through senior year of high school. Oh, well. Yeah, again, wasn't that good. But it was, that sport for me was more about like the social aspect of it because I had such a fun time on the track team. So, and we only had to run the requisite two laps at the beginning Mm -hmm. of Pride that everybody had to run. Yeah. And then everyone, all the... The throwers, as we were called, you could kind of tell because towards the end of the second lap, we were the ones who were like kind of back. a uh. full hundred meters behind everybody else, just like winded because we just we were not running people. Yeah, That's why we're doing this?
3: <laughs>
1: I, I played softball for
3: the social aspect. I was always good enough to make the team, mm-hmm. right? But then once I made the team, I just wanted to be benched because it was yeah. like too stressful. I one what? I was afraid of the ball.
2: Oh, well, well, that's not good. That's
3: no, it's totally
1: understandable because they hurl that thing really fast.
3: Yeah. The Well, it's just, terrifying. just coming off the because I would play infield and the mm-hmm. ball coming off the bat sometimes, and you get a line drive like and just terrifying. picture it hitting the face. Yeah. I was a pitcher, I was,
2: yeah, and I, yeah, I actually, I'm not gonna lie, I don't want to brag, but I was good, like, mm-hmm. and I did not play in high school, but when I was in middle school, I was recruited. I was recruited in middle school to go pitch for. Certain high schools, like private schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fun fact, now I know why I date women. My mom was pregnant of me when she played softball. Yes. Yes. She was a catcher and yeah. cause you couldn't move, but it was slow pitch. Her and my dad played some league. They were, you know, it was their <laughs> third year <laughs> like of marriage. Yeah. yeah. And my mom doesn't drink, but she was pregnant. And I go, how far did you play? She goes, I played a couple months. I said it was okay because I'm not going to get hit with the ball. I just had to be yeah. back there as a catcher but I didn't yeah. do anything mm-hmm. but no I pitched and I like it was amazing but I mean I got hit so many times as soon as they made contact which yeah. didn't happen a lot because that was good but <laughs> right, right. when they were lucky they did it just right at you yeah every time yeah that's and it's traumatizing yeah that is really traumatizing. what if it hits you directly in the face like that's... I was so scared well I would always wonder I'm like should I be wearing a helmet here during this yeah. because they only make you wear your helmet I would wear a full hockey goalie mask right
0: that would same be the only the, way I could do same it. Same as the catcher, exactly. Yeah. It's
2: scary. I got hit a lot, but a lot of times I remember one, it, I remember one, it came right at me and I was so quick. And I remember I was fourteen, it was like boom, right there. And I was like, that probably would have killed me. Yeah. Yeah. That would have
3: killed me. Oh, I played I played co <laughs> ed uh rec softball when I lived in Atlanta, but I would only be in the outfield because I was so scared about mm-hmm. how these guys hit the ball.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: the the head organizer of the league was pitching and she caught a line drive but didn't catch it in the pocket she caught it in the, the base ball. of her oh, hand yeah. shattered her hand oh my oh, god shattered her hand and then someone else i, I know was playing in a, in a league and like a rec league and someone was trying to make a double play and she didn't realize it and was at second base and the ball was thrown straight at her ear, shattered her eardrum, had to get, like, multiple surgeries for oh it. It was, like, bleeding God. from her ear. Oh, my ear. God. So I'm like, I can't even play rec softball. I, I played for a lesbian rec softball league once, and it was so serious oh that this woman sure. slid in. I was catcher because I was just subbing in. Yeah. So catcher's supposed to be the nothing <laughs> position, but they made a play at uh, home, so I so was yeah. there, a, and I was ready with the tag. charge the plate. And the woman she charged just, the plate and dove into me, but my... Mitt hit her in the face and, like, knocked her out for, like, a couple seconds. I don't think
2: it (laughs) matters. Softball
1: scares me. I never once played.
2: Yeah. Oh no. Never. I, like, but I don't think it matters what sport it is in intramural because the intramural sports it's either people who are there to have a good time, which is a small percentage. The bigger percentage I tell myself is it's those people that didn't quite make it and yeah. everything yeah. else, and they get their aggression out. Oh. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. And Especially in the yeah.
1: ed league, it's like oh, uh, oh yeah. So there's always the that dudes. guy there, like that 30 something guy that still remembers a stat line from high school sports. Al Bundy, like, you two loser. touchdowns yeah. one game. Yeah. 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 Like it. No thanks. But, Intermural leagues are annoying because it's like you want to like everyone's like yeah let's do this intramural team and and I want to look around and say okay but at what level are we all we need to be in agreement of how serious we're taking this because people say they're not serious and then you find out very quickly who is there not just for like the social fun beer aspect of it but it's like it's the only crazy person and then you find out who your really really competitive friends or coworkers are and they're always annoying and it's terrible but
3: then you do get those people. These women who don't even know how to hold the bat, and I'm yeah. like, you're embarrassing us. Yeah, yeah. like go to a batting cage and this learn is how why they to let us do. play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, learn how to do like a yeah. real swing and don't just like turn your body while
1: holding the bat. That and they always, and then they try to be all cute about it, like yeah. And Oops. then and all the lesbians are you could just are all seething because we're just like uh, she's uh, making us
2: look uh, bad, so bad.
3: Someone
1: yeah. take the bat away from Samantha. Oh.
3: <laughs> all right, we need to wind down. So, any
2: last thoughts on the WNBA? Any. I I just worry. Um, I mean, I like it, and I would like it to have a better following. I was reading something, too, that said, this is someone's opinion on it, about the WNBA. It's not the men aren't what the problem with the WNBA is. It's the women... That there are women that are like, oh, those women are being masculine, or mm-hmm. these women are being. There's these women that have this judgment of how sports should be, and even have their own idea, this antiquated idea of how women's sports are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I guess that makes sense because I mean, you're you have your daughter. Maybe you sign your daughter up for basketball, but you're also like, you need to wear a dress. Like those are those type of parents I think, yeah. and women that aren't pushing anything forward. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I was thinking about this because I was I was saying it earlier. I was trying to rationalize it in my head just about the WNBA and the performance because it is everyone's getting better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is this is something across the board. They're like, Oh, why isn't you know, why aren't they at the level that the NBA players are at? I mean, you guys have been allowed to play professionally and even just openly play sports mm-hmm. for how many oh yeah, decades who women, if we even tried it, it's like you you're not allowed to bounce a basketball right in yeah. the fifties or something like that. So I mean for the last thirty years, women have barely had this opportunity to play Openly, yeah, and for the most part, not get judged. So, I mean, other than Serena Williams, we're just on our way up there. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. they need the the time to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. hopefully, all the men will be sent to war, and then we'll have <laughs> <laughs> our time to shine.
2: They're dying out. I know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That is a real, that's an upshot I haven't considered. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting sent to war. So this whole Trump starting a war with a I nuclear dictator on Twitter. I love the movie <laughs> A
3: League of Their Own, and I would be okay with a sequel if they did it justice. And if it did revolve around the
2: WNBA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All good. the butter. That's a powerful take. I agree with that. And I will brag about this with the WNBA. Apparently it's the only league with the most minority and women Front office coaching, oh okay, like staff in general. Yeah. WNBA okay. has been good about basically being diverse.
1: Awesome. So that I mean that's great. Yeah, yeah. In your Twitter by bi- or Twitter bio, it says Jayhawk. Did you go to KU? Yes, I did. Oh, cool. My sister go. My little sister goes there right now. Racha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, you can talk about. College I've never basketball. been to a game at Allen, but I've heard Allen it's like- Fieldhouse
2: is the best place to watch college basketball. Yeah. And James Naismith is buried. On campus in a cemetery near campus. So yeah. you know, oh, I you, I will lose my shit with some college basketball. You yeah. said you were from Nebraska. I was like, no. Yeah. We had a lot of people from Nebraska, like a lot of students mm-hmm. from there. So I'm from Omaha. Enough. And I lived in Kansas City for like four or five years. So. Casey
1: K or KC Moe? KC girl. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Don't get, I was like, don't give but me that. Lawrence start. I start is a sweet town. Like I've been sweating. to Lawrence and I liked Lawrence a lot. And Lawrence is this like kind of little liberal oasis in yeah in Kansas in a very deep red state it's it's a it's a little blue oasis that is much needed i think in Kansas and i've met some cool people to live there and Aww, it's a basketball. cool it's a, i
2: like Lawrence it's cool oh my gosh yeah i want i'm trying to persuade leslie my girlfriend that next year for one of our vacations we go to lawrence and we go to a game mm-hmm. i don't think i'm winning this yeah <laughs> i'm trying so that's, hard you might have to the swing the deal with, like
1: some stop in like chicago or something on I, the way yeah find a spa
3: that's that
2: on the, the way
1: <laughs> that is the gayest vacation actually i know wow. I was like, can we go
2: to like so i can watch a game <laughs> oh that's
1: great i love that
2: wow i'm, I'm trying so hard <laughs> Lawrence, Kansas. She knows. It'd be yeah. fun.
3: Sometime, it can all be beaches and yeah. museums, you know? Sometimes you got to throw in a college basketball game. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So our random question of the week, when did you first discover lesbians? <laughs> oh, really? Like in general? Yeah. When was the first time that you can remember
2: knowing or realizing mm. oh. what a lesbian was? I remember this was going back to softball. My mom, I mean, she played up until I would say 10 years ago. She would play random leagues. Mm-hmm. And she played this one. It was an all-women's league. And it was just so funny because they would go they would go get beers after. Mm-hmm. And my mom would take us to the game. And my mom doesn't drink. So she's like, oh, we're going to go to so-and-so. You know, you can get some food. And they were like, come on, Maria, bring your kids. And there was this one player. It was this one old family friend. I don't want to say her name, but her, and there was this other one named Yvette, and that's my middle name. Yes. Fun fact. Here's something weird. My middle name is Yvette with an E. Brittany Griner's middle name is Yvette with an E. My old high school, one of my old high school basketball coach, lesbian. Middle name Yvette with E. Really? So if you don't want your kid to be gay, don't. Oh God! You can do it with an I. You can do it with a Y. (laughs) Don't do it it with an E. With Yvette. Watch Yvettes, all right? Yeah. Well, (laughs) there was this Yvette was there, and she was she was you know kind of butch, and but she was she was just she had that that very like masculine energy Mm -hmm. that you know that's so cool to have it. It's I think it's great. She was just cool to talk to and be around. She's like, oh, come here and talk. And so I remember they would always hang out, and they were just always really close. And my mom was like, yeah, they're lesbians. I was like, what's that mean? She goes, oh, they date each other. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Ah. That was it. She was like the first lesbian. I remember being like, this is right in front of me. It's called
3: a, a Ring of Keys moment from the yeah. musical Fun Home. Yeah, and the yeah. song Ring of Keys is when, like, the kid first like recognizes like another dyke, and yeah. is there is just like drawn to yeah. that that energy. And you're like,
1: um, I think I was uh, I think I was about ten or eleven when Ellen came out, and I okay. really think I remember that was the oh, first time yeah. that I was like, oh, what is that? Like on where it was like on television, you know, mainstream TV or whatever, yeah. and I would actually hear it. Yeah, I think that that's my earliest memory of of being conscious of what that meant and what that was.
3: For me, it was my gym teacher in elementary school. I think that was everyone's gym yeah, teacher. Everyone's <laughs> gym yeah. teacher in elementary school. But that, you know, it only takes one kid to be like, oh, Miss Tack, she's probably dead by now. Uh, Miss mm-hmm. Tack is a lesbian. And kind of wondering what that is. And one day one of my friends came up to me and was like, do you want to know how lesbians have sex? I'm like, yeah. I still want to know. (laughs) know. Tell me. And she goes, one of them poops on a plate. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one eats it. Which is gross because we don't use plates. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) No, but after she told me that, I could not look at my gym teacher the same. I would just like look at her mouth and like look for traces of poop. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) because I was like, like, I'm pretty sure she's a lesbian, (laughs) but I don't see see poop in her mouth. And like, she
1: doesn't eat any poop though. How could she be a lesbian?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I kept like looking for signs. But then my my middle school gym teacher, who was also a lesbian, one time I was at the I was at the mall and I saw her and her girlfriend in the food court and they were, they were like <laughs> sitting there and there was like a Banana Republic bag between the two of them and I was like, oh, they're definitely
1: lesbians. Yeah, like the Banana Republic <laughs> is what, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. But just like the way they were like looking at each other and I was like, oh my God, this That's is my so first funny. time like seeing confirmed I
1: would lost my mind as a kid in to the see wild. a lesbian uh, teacher oh out my gosh. in I was, public I was, with her all girlfriend. All my coaches, with it.
2: they always had their friends that showed up to the game later yeah. and, I was, and I was like, Oh, oh,
1: that's coach's friend, Tammy. That's, that's her roommate. every game. That's yeah, her roommate. Yeah. <laughs> she
2: really supports her. i was yeah. like, all right. Every single female coach I've ever had, their that's roommate great. showed up later. And I'm like, oh, they're gay. <laughs>
3: that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Veronica, where can people find you on social media, social media, at your
2: shows? Um, I actually, I need to pay attention on when I have shows coming <laughs> up. <laughs> but social media-wise, uh, Barrows underscore got underscore jokes on Instagram. I believe that's my same one on Twitter because I changed it. Okay. And, I mean, Veronica Garza on Facebook, everything I have is public, which is a shame. (laughs) And, I mean, other than that, like we mentioned earlier, I have my Stick to What You Know podcast on SoundCloud, which, as you've been a guest on it, we take actors and athletes that have tried to do music and we – discuss it and we decide if we like it or, you know, they should just keep acting or keep playing sports. Yeah, (laughs) And then I mentioned, like we discussed earlier, the Escuela Sangre podcast that's on the stick on the um, Creek, uh, Creek in the Cave, what is it, the last 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 podcast Podcast network, Network. but it was on Creek in the Cave, I keep forgetting. Right on. But, I mean, other than that, I'm pretty much everywhere that anyone will let me perform. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I'm performing, I guess it's at House of Wax on January the 8th. It's, um, what's it called, Queer 101 Film Theory. Uh, we're going to take – it's. I get to take maybe I think it's three movies from my past that in my head – had heros- I mean had homosexual undertones or had gay undertones or things that I'm like uh, they no weren't particularly list. gay yeah. and I was like what don't like what isn't gay like, yeah I can yeah. make everything so yeah I get, try me yeah I was like yeah trust <laughs> me it'll happen deciduous trees uh, hello That's Fuck awesome <laughs> <laughs> so I get to do I guess some presentation off three films I believe and just discuss kind of like what how for me that was in some way cool remind me of that show because i want to go to it it's Uh, gonna be really cool i'm very excited about it that sounds awesome so i don't and i don't have to do comedy i'm just like discussing this so i kind of get to be a scholar
3: Interesting oh, <laughs> Professor Garza Go
2: check her out
3: And you can find us On Diking Out On Twitter Instagram Facebook Download Subscribe Thank you to everyone Who's written us a review uh, We have a couple more States listening But we're still missing On 13 <laughs> So keep letting Your friends know Yeah uh, we, we called out Every state one episode That wasn't listening to us Interesting um, so yeah, more, get more listeners. Uh, Bernie Sanders, you know, let your, let your, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: let your uh, army of your
1: oh God, Bernie
3: supporters uh, know that they should dike out with us and yeah. we'll dike out with you next week. Bye, bye, Later.